All right, welcome to another edition of My Checker, where I talk to people that's doing dope things. I got one of them, like, this is a homie, homie. Like, when well, you talking about, like, homies, homies, man. This Way is back. Way back, man. I mean, I mean, this, I, I, at this point, our high school has it, got to be in the Pantheon now, man. You, 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 you making it. You making it in the Pantheon of, of history, bro. What I'm, you I'm doing, trying. man. Uh, I'm trying. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, both St. Louis University high graduates. Um, it's been a, a journey, I know, for this brother. This I feel like this is the only job you've had uh, before we even get into it. I mean, I feel it like- feels like this is all I've done my whole life. I mean, more or less, bro. You know, I, I was I, mean, I was working at the Muni when we when we knew each other yeah. back in, the, in high school, 16 That's what I'm ago. saying. Like, has this been the only job you've had? Like, are you, like, literally a lifer? I mean, kind of. So I worked a little bit in college. Right after college, I worked for the uh, for the Southern Center for Human Rights in, in Atlanta, in, based in Atlanta. So I went to Emory. So I lived in Atlanta for yeah. a while. And, and the whole plan was I was going to go to law school, right? So uh, before, while I was doing the LSAT and whatnot, I was working down there um, and I was a, I was intern and then I worked as a, as a crazy, I worked as a capital murder investigator. So we had people that were on what? death row. Well, it, like I had this weird nine month block of my life where uh, it actually convinced me that I, I didn't want to go into law. But yeah, I was there and we, all of our clients were uh, clients that were already on death row that either, either were wrongfully convicted or um, wrongfully sentenced, you know, and and here's the truth: they every client I had looked like you and me, you know. At that point, yeah. I was 20, 23, 24, um, and, and and we were doing post conviction relief, trying to get guys off death row that shouldn't be on death row, and, and you know, that's not what this podcast is about, but it, it's next to impossible, you know. Um, once that system starts to kind of swallow swallow you up, it's a wrap. And so I was doing that for about eight months, and. Uh, you know, the, the inability to move that needle, like it, it, bro, that, that was, that was, it was a lot. It, that's a, that's an understatement. And I say that for me, I, I wasn't on the wrong side of those bars, like a lot of those dudes. And so um, long story short, I did that for a while. And, and I said, you know, and, and I said, I, I need to, I need to take a break and recalibrate. And I had just walked out of a, a prison visiting a client, pulled off in the, in the, in the little Hardy's parking lot, just trying to figure out my life. Like, this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> And the phone rings and it's uh and it's it's denny the the current president and ceo of the muni i worked there before i had interned there he's like hey man we need some we need some help long story so we need some help in the accounting office you interned here before i know you're going to take this little year between law school you want to come back so you know it's just right timing i wrapped up some cases came back that was 07 and i'm still on my uh one year break before law school. <laughs> i guess i'm not going <laughs> well before we didn't even get it on to it Kofi coleman the the soon to be president of the Muni, which is, is it the biggest outdoor um, like musical venue in the country? It is, oldest and largest. It's definitely in the country. I think the world, I usually say the world, let somebody prove me is wrong. Is Sydney considered, is that Sydney Opera House considered uh, outdoor or is that- It's, a, uh, it's outdoor, it's outdoor. Uh, yeah, so we seat 11,000. Um, so and I, I don't think that one in Sydney seats 11,000. I don't think it does. Uh, I don't know what it seats, but uh, I, you can fact check me on that one. But uh, we're at uh, 103 years old, right here in the middle of the city. It's right outside my window here. Yeah. I'm, I'm at home, but I can see the theater from, I can see the job, but uh, yeah, man, I've been there, been there a long time. So let's go, let's go back in the way back machine, man, and go back okay. from your, begin, your, your beginnings, man. Uh, I know your family's first generation Nigerian. Let's go into the Ghanaian, bro. Oh, man, I'm yeah, tripping. Come on, look at the, look, look I know, at the, I know, I know. Look at the, look at the, <laughs> I'm tripping. I am tripping, man. Shout out to my No mom, offense mentor. to my Nigerian brethren out I there. I know, I know, I know. But no, shout out to my mentor. I said, Pia, he's he's going to be mad because he he watches all these. He's going to be like, hold on, you didn't see him? He's a Ghanaian brother. And he's my mentor. So uh, okay. I say, I know you already like, what? what? So. <laughs> First generation Ghanaian. So, how did your parents get over? What was their transition immigration-wise to get here? Sure. So, my my dad came over first. He was actually he was in Boston first. Um, uh, he was my dad's an architect by trade. So he was doing some some work and study in in Boston. And uh, you know, kind of a weird story about that. My dad landed in Boston in in December, many decades <laughs> ago. Right, coming from Ghana, looking at this stuff on the ground that they're calling snow, trying to figure out where he is. Um, so he was in Boston for a while, lived on Story Street. The reason why that's hilarious is that years and years later, my sister ended up going to college in Cambridge, lived on Story Street, uh, some small world. But yeah, my, my dad came over and then he ended up, he was working at Wash U for a while. And then a company called Fredrup and Parcel, S&P, 
Um, and that's that's how I ended up in St. Louis. And then my mom came over. I got I got two older sisters, uh, you know, born in the 70s and I was born in 82. And we've been, uh, <laughs> been here, been here in St. Louis ever since. Man. So so was your were your sisters born over in uh everybody was born here? All the sisters. Okay. So, you know, we were my sisters and I were born here, uh, first generation here, but definitely grew up in a in a in a Ghanaian household, which is you know that that makes a culture something I'm I'm really thankful for. So and, and I know we talked before, and I knew this before that because your, didn't your sisters all go to Corazu? They go all Corazu. That's right. Yeah, both my sisters went to Corazu. Yeah. Yeah. So then you come up, and then you don't become a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're both they're both doctors. Right. <laughs> really smart, highly accomplished. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna work in art. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, was, was was your parents like every week like? So you sure about this? Like, or were your mom sending you like uh, law school applications on the low, coming over, leaving, uh, wash you a law, a law school app under the thing, under, under your, your books? You like, know, I will say this. My parents have been continuously supportive and proud. But yeah, I mean, every so often my mom would be like, well, you know, what about what about the MBA? What about, you know, what about law school or any of those? And and in truth, like, look, when our parents just want the best for us, right? That, yeah. That's what it is. And, um, and, and, you know, they wanted to make sure we had the most opportunity possible. And, and so that, that support was there. And like any mom, you know, there, there's all those jokes about African parents, right? Like yeah. there's, there's <laughs> a doctor or a lawyer, but, you know, they've always been supportive, but yeah, they just wanted the best. And, and, and now they're, you know, they're, they're super proud. You know I mean? We, we've all, we've all figured out the right path for, for so our your stuff. sister's like, dang, we, we, we can get, get catching a back seat now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> No, no, but we joke. I'm like, look, I, you know, it cost me a lot less to get here than it cost them, you know. You know and but, you're paying that insurance too. That yeah, right, insurance. right, right. But you know, they're different sets of responsibilities for everybody. But uh, yeah, so I got two sisters down in Houston, and my, my parents are up here in Bell Fountain, and uh, I'm here in this uh, right here down the city. Yeah, man. So, man, we went to SLU together, man, Saint University High, man. How was that experience for you? You know, being there. I mean, there's not this many brothers there. You know, but you know, it, it, as I tell people all the time, it was the best thing for me. You know, what I'm saying just where I needed to be and what yeah. it, it ended up giving me on the back end, and I didn't even understand and know, especially when college. Like well, that, college was I'll, so I'll, much easier. <laughs> I will fully admit that while we were there, I had no idea the value of what we were getting. Now, now let's 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 uh, break apart a few of the things you said. Number one, that was an interesting environment to be in as young brothers, right? It just was. I came from no one from my elementary school. So I grew up in the North County about Fountain. So you know, you know what it is, you show up there. You were, all, the all your friends with the East. Everybody went to uh, Rosary or East. Um, oh, Aquinas back then? Aqu Aquinas. Aquinas back in the day, exactly. You know, um, one a couple dudes went to CBC. So, you know, this one CBC uh, was still in the city. Right, people know? don't remember. I tell people all the time, do you, or do you go to the, you know, the old CBC or the new CBC? That's yeah, how new I know CBC. how old you are. You Clayton Road or for uh, or Mason? What is that? Mason Road or whatever outer road out there? Yeah, but, I mean, it's, that's not even CBC no more. I don't even so, know what that is. Well, it it was an adjustment. It, it it was different. It was different. You know, um, educationally, I think there's no question. Right? You get you get what, what you get out of the books. There is is top notch. You hit it on the head. You get to college. I remember like college wasn't hard until junior year. I I, I went to I went to Emory. I went to a pretty good school. But like I remember sitting specifically in calculus. Like I just did this. <laughs> like, I just finished doing this or like halfway doing it but but um you know but it, it wasn't perfect at all times we know that you know the look, look, you and I aren't the same age but there's a reason why we're close because our community had to form our we had to form our our, our own sub community within within that school uh to to kind of find the comfort you know I'm I work with the school a lot now I'm on, I'm on the board there and, it, and it's really uh, encouraging and impressive to see first that the student body is a totally different makeup than it looked yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, they could have more than one black table. That's what I'm looking <laughs> We used to eat together. We used to all fit in McCall's office. I'm talking about freshmen to senior year. We we're all in McCall's office, comfortable, legs stretched. Yep. The whole, the whole nine. Maybe so, if everybody was there, it was a little spill out. Maybe if like it maybe, was a well, if Thomas, Look, if Thomas was in there, right? Thomas is taking two spots. Um, who was the dude? Uh, uh, John Ship, right? Yes, yeah, Ship, Ship was a big guy. Shoulder, you know, they would take up a couple, a couple spots. But uh, guys like you and me, we could catch a corner. We were good. But uh, yeah, to shout yeah, to no, John it, Ship, who just made they just made an VP of uh, Minority Affairs at uh, Anheuser Bush. Is that right? They just did, yeah. Wait, lo here in the yeah, in the, yeah. I didn't, man, that's like a, like a few weeks ago. Oh, that's great. You know, we need to have a 
We well, do. I, we need like a like a black we reunion. Need, we need like the Aces reunion. Yeah, like, that's that's what I'm. I'm happy to host that we could do in the park. Man, that, shout out to Eric Chevreau too, man. Uh, isn't he like a like a defense lawyer, like for like the ACLU or something like he that? He is. Yeah, Eric, Eric's doing great. You know, we we had our we had our honorary members. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just uh, I just read it. Ryan Sickles was back in town yeah. for his sister's wedding. You know, he uh, another honorary member. Yep. But well, it's a lot of dudes doing great, but. You know, that, 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 you know, I talk about my family being from Ghana. Like, I think that sometimes we, there's this assumption that like everyone with our same uh, level of melanin have the exact same background, right? Like um, African American history and black history are actually, or, or culture aren't uh, one in the same exactly. So getting to know you guys as a young man, you know, during those times at SLU and even like, you know, the dudes I hung out with when I got to Emory was really important for me to, to, to mesh or meld those two things. You know what I mean? If you grow up in a household very, very much like history for my parents was what happened in Ghana. Past yeah. leadership was happening in Ghana. And, you know, so, you know, you know, English was my second language. So, uh, you know, that, even though there weren't a lot of us at SLU, the community that we formed at SLU was important to me in, in a whole different way uh, than I think it might've been even, even to you or whatnot. And it's great. We sit here and we talk about John Ship. You know, I see Jeremy Ward all the time. I was just talking to Stan Richardson the other day. I was uh, talking Dante, to Dante the other day. Dante, um, yeah, and, and and these dudes are doing great. And yeah. these dudes are doing great. And these dudes are doing great things. And that's, you know, we'd be remiss to, to pretend that for better or for worse, it wasn't always perfect, no place is. But our time at SLU was definitely a foundation for us, you know? People joke that uh, that place makes you arrogant, but is it arrogant or just makes you believe that you can do whatever you want to do? Yeah, I mean, man, and the, I mean, I don't know if it's arrogance. Man. It probably is arrogance, but it's I a little feel, bit. <laughs> but I feel, you know, that everybody. I mean, you know what? I'm trying to think of everybody I know, though. It's pretty arrogant cats, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, look. Um, but I, I but but, but it's doing. People are doing great things, you know. Yeah, yeah. The pe people figuring out and making it, but uh, yeah, I, I I appreciate that time there, and you know, I we can't go too far and not talk about. Mr. Clark and Mr. McCall. I was just, I'm trying, I'm getting Mr. Clark on the podcast soon, man. You got so. to, that, that's, that's, that's the GOAT, man. They yeah, no, no, he, he is, people goat. understand for you talking about diversity at, I'd almost say almost all all boys schools in St. Louis, because I, I feel like all of the schools made their blueprint of what he did with the diversity program at SLU. 100%. So 100%. he's the godfather of every black kid that went on a, on a massive basis. Of course, it was other black kids in the 80s going, in the 70s, things like that. But mm -hmm. on a scale where they were like really reaching out to people mm -hmm. that were ne not necessarily Catholic or anything like that to come, that was that was him. That was him. And and he made that a place. And I'd say Clark and McCall together, they made yeah. that a place. Um, you know, I say when you have an environment like that, that is that is not at that moment wildly diverse, but making the efforts to get there. And you got guys like us coming in, you need somebody or some bodies that understand what it is um there are new that understand like when, when you and me have a problem about something like how to address it differently like our world is a little bit different what what where we go home to and, and, and how our lives are shaped outside of that school are a little bit different so to have those guys that understood you know like clark miss clark was was terrifying but also comforting at the same time yeah he you know used to I mean? give me trouble man he just yeah he just, mccall will talk to you crazy like yeah. <laughs> say that to like a kid but like sometimes it's all but we then other did. students didn't even know and they were like did he acts like that like what yeah. do you mean like like you know he just threw me down some steps like, yeah, like, right. like five minutes ago <laughs> right like it's like uh, you know i love this man but he did say he put his hands on me right. like, I, like I, I get it i get it uh but that was important man that that was important and i I also don't think that young men are, are you know, generationally, I don't know that they, they need the exact same. Like, we just, that's what we needed at that moment. Yeah, I don't know if it's just the same. Like, then we did, and I don't know, and it was the thing of, like, seeing another person that looked like you that, and especially Mr. Clark being the first in head administration as a, as a you know, assistant principal there, it's like, oh, wow, okay. Like, everybody got to respect him. There's only two other people above him in the whole school. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's the man out here. He's the man. Yeah. And, and, you and that's know, the only that, one because he was equal with uh, uh, Zinzelmeyer. So they were right? academic yeah. and they was, so it was only one person, Bannister at the time when we were there, that Dang. was a uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was, that, that was key. And you know, that, you know, Mr. Clark was the same thing I felt about when I was in Atlanta, right? In Atlanta, I was like, man, there's a lot of 
black excellence out here. So how did it feel at Emory? Because Emory feels like it's different than Atlanta. So when you went to Emory, was it like, did it feel like slew to a certain extent, but like in Atlanta, where it's like, I see all this other blackness, but here it feels real like slew did, but. Yes, man, uh, definitely. But the difference being now you're in college, like nobody knows where I'm I'm going. Like I went to school at Emory. I lived in Atlanta. You know, right. like, I, I, okay. like gotcha. that, that, you know what I mean? And which is, which is a little bit, you know, slew how you, you know, you're still going home to, to, yeah. to your parents and whatnot. Um, you know, that in truth is probably why I spent a couple bonus years at Emory because I was in Atlanta. But, but it was, uh, it, that again, to me was a good balance. You know, what, what I wanted was access to, to a really great education. Um, and, and the beauty of being at Emory was I wasn't overly distracted you know, and during the, <laughs> during the academic time. But, but again, being in, in Atlanta and the ability to, to soak up that culture and live it every day was, uh, you know, that was an education all on its own. Because it, you're, you're down there when Atlanta was really starting to pick up. That's the thing. Yeah, it, it was turning Atlanta a corner. Atlanta, but it wasn't Atlanta. The, the beginnings of Atlanta being what people know as Atlanta now started at that time period when we were in college. Yeah, I miss Freaknik. Let's just start with that. But yeah, I miss Freaknik too. So, yeah, but, 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 but I, you got Ti, Ti, Young Bloods, you got, Bloods, got, like you got all that. Prime. and and just just um uh black and hip hop culture being pervasive outside of Atlanta and outside of music. The culture being pervasive outside of music was really happening. You know, you're catching Outkast, all of this. You know, what I mean that that was that was again for a, a young person of color. Who, whose lineage doesn't trace back in this country that deep, again, it's a masterclass, you know? And then you got a place like Emory, which is, again, similar to SLU, that all of, you know, people that looked like us, that there weren't a lot. So I got a bunch of buddies that I'm real close to, and most of us aren't the same age. We all span four or five years yep. of Emory, because, like, if you got two here, five there, six here, sit at the same table. You know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah. The, there, there was, there was, there was the black hole, uh, you know, in the in the dining hall, and, and it and it was it, it was important. You know, I think in these conversations sometimes it feels, you know, some might some might take it as like being exclusionary in the reverse. It's not. It's not about saying yeah. it. It's about saying that everybody seeks a place of comfort and familiarity, um, in a place where you don't have to be uber conscious of what's going on around you or, or have your antenna up. And, and, and it's important to have that. That's not, that's not coming from a place of separation or anything like that. It's coming from a place of, 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 of comfort, of familiarity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciated that part. And I'm, listen, you know, my, I got brothers and sisters for life from those days. Man. Oh, for sure. So you give them back to St. Louis, man. So, cause you stayed in Atlanta. How many, how long did you stay in Atlanta? I didn't come back to, to St. Louis until uh, early 08. Early okay, yeah, because we, because we, because, uh, because is that when you lived off Union? Come on, bro, you want to know something crazy? So I lived <laughs> in the building next to where I live now. So I've moved around and come back. I'm looking at my, that, I moved back in 08. I had a studio apartment right there in that yeah, West Yeah, I remember, because we used to kick it over there on nights. Every night, Tuesday yeah, night, so Wednesday crazy. night, Thursday night. I didn't even know, I didn't even know if there was even real apartments until you were like, yeah, come through. We, we, we hanging yeah. out afterwards. And I was like, I thought this was like a, it, yes, they are apartments, but I had never thought about it as real apartments over there off of Union. Bro, that, I, those days I used to, so I came back and uh, I, so I live on the next building now upstairs, different, different situation, but bro, those days, yeah, I, I should come back oh wait, I'm, and I reconnected with, you remember Chib? Yep. Yeah, because so, we was all hanging out. We was yeah, all hanging me, out. You, Chib, uh, Chib and I, well, uh, what's the club you got? EXO, man, yep. I was. Yeah. You guys to get y'all in. <laughs> yeah, you said I remember called there. Like, hey, we're outside. We're because we just come back. We didn't have any money, man. This is my first job, you know. What I mean, then <laughs> I was like, I got about twenty dollars. I need to stretch this out. For I'm the gonna whole get night. four beers. I need four beers. I'm gonna sip the first two. I'm yeah. Those yeah. So I came back. Came back uh, early '08. Uh, started and I, and I started in finance at the Muni at that point. So I was doing some finance, some uh, some of the payroll, just uh, accounting and. And that really helped me learn the books side of it. And, you know, like like any business, you got to understand the numbers and the books first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I did that for a few years. Um, and at that point, I was the 11th full-time staff member. We were pretty small. We are a pretty small company, given the size of what we do. Um, now our full-time staff is 35. Wow. Since, since the Muni's that. grown that much. 
It has. I mean, I'm, I'm be honest, I'm responsible for some of that. Uh, after, so after finance, I did some digital communications. Fast forward a few years, I became marketing director. And when I became marketing director, we had a lot of agencies, but I really switched and hired a lot in-house. I say, let's say marketing went from two to seven people. Okay. Right? So, so I'm so you wanted to control people. more of the narrative in-house instead of having to wait for these things to come back, taking all these RFPs and everything like that to try to get stuff done. 100%. It's a fast moving product. You know, once we're in season, we're running seven days, next show back to back. So we needed something we need. And, and, and the digital age was exploding, right? So I can't outsource videography and photography. I can't fully outsource my web presence. I can't fully outsource my social media. We, we needed, we needed to, to build a factory in a room and be like, okay, boom, here's what we're trying to say. Here's some photos from those show. Here's some videos. We're trying to get it all out right away. Um, so we made that switch, and, and to this day, our, our marketing team's built uh, built that way. But yeah, yeah, we did that. So the staff grew. I did uh, marketing for a while, and and I also just, you know, it was amazing to be there at the right time. In the sense that we turned 100 in 2018, so that's a milestone, right? Yeah. The institutions turning 100 in, in the community at the same time we were launching a hundred million dollar capital campaign. So you know you're. You're, you're, you're working with fundraising at the highest level. You're, re you're representing a place that uh, is not only 100 years old here, but, but is, is a bit of a, uh, you know, I say this with humility, but our, our, our theater is, is, is a titan in the industry, right? So we got to, to, to you know, we're there at the right time, you know, we're the right people there at the right time. And it's, uh, and, you know, I just, just fell in love with, with the concept. I wasn't a theater kid, man. I was never you know, I, I was and people understand at, at, at schools like ours, that's a whole nother set of kids that were right. the kids. Like, that's literally like they had their own table. Like that's they had their own table built different, got brave, brave in a way that I, I just wasn't. Like I'm I mean, not about I mean, to get out there and sing a dance. Not to you. brag about our school. We got a lot of dope people that came out of there. James, James Gunn, Mark Gunn that does uh -huh. <clears throat> James Gunn that did the, the Guardians of the Galaxy and the new movie coming out. Uh what is it? Suicide Squad. Uh, -huh. uh, Dave Gentoli, who was on, uh, uh, Brothers Grimm. Uh, -huh. uh, and I ran into him randomly at the library in Clayton, like, like why he was, and we sat there talking like two hours. Like it was, that was random. It, it's that, but it's that, it's that connection. It, yeah. It's that. So, and it's so many, and like, though, but those art, those theater guys have their own world. Like there's different set of people, just like every school. I'm assuming every school is like that, where the theater kids yeah. are here, the jocks are here. Well, at our school, the black kids over here. Yeah, the black kids would be a little bit of all the different organizations. We 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 had we we had tentacles everywhere, but we came back. But you know what's different? So, like I said, I, I'm a, I'm on the board with SLU. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm on the board with Corey Azu. So I, I get to be around the these schools a lot. What's really great is that 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 kind of separation I I feel is a little bit less. You know what I mean? Okay. I think that you see, you know, you see more instances of of, of the jocks or the athletes maybe in a show. You know, the way that we separated ourselves, or if you take it back a generation, the way our parents separated, you know, separated from us, you know, separated themselves, you know, you see less of that now. And it's really great to see the kid, there feels like a little bit more, I guess what I'm saying is that the next generation sees a lot of the mistakes uh, that, that, that division has brought, and they just don't buy into that. And that's, that's a beautiful thing, man, that, that, yeah. that, that, that really is. So then you got in, so you, so when, how, when did you know, like, man, I really want to do this and work in this business? I know the marketing is, you like, well, you could have been like, well, I could do this and take this and do marketing for, uh, uh, you could, it could have picked it up. And I'm sure probably people came at you like to go to uh, Broadway or go to uh, the San Francisco Philharmonic or, you know, any of the big, bigger kind of, you know, uh, fancier, you know what I'm saying, positions in marketing yeah, for, yeah. for a, a, a house. You know, marketing, I, I, I enjoy the marketing job, but in truth, you know, what I, what kept me here in this place is like this, this theater has this relationship with, with the community and like, like any relationship, it can be improved upon, it can be built upon, it can be uh, more far reaching, but the resources that this theater has and the relationship and the history here is like you, there is so much we can do uh, as a, as a cultural institution that I just wanted to be a part of that. You know what I mean? I, this is where I'm from, bro. This is where I grew up. So like this, this is home. I, I, I want to see St. Louis be great. I want to see the narrative about St. Louis be not just greater, but more accurate. You know what I mean? When you look externally, sometimes the story's not great. And I just felt like this working in this 
theater and, and trying to get to the highest levels of it, uh, to have a seat at every table, to, to help influence its trajectory was something that could really make a difference. You know, we, we hire uh, 700 people for a seasonal job, right? So we get these kids that are ushers. That's what I did. Met a bunch of kids from a bunch of schools. I'd never know if I didn't do that job. So we're a place of opportunity. You know, I, we didn't grow up doing theater. When I was this age, when I was their age, I had no idea the, the prospect that this could be a, a, a life-changing, transformative career. But I, I need to, to use the megaphone to say to a kid, like, even if you don't sing and dance, if you're, if you're a, a, a painter or a carpenter, or you got a business mind, there is a, there is a future through this industry for you. So, you know, I, I'd say, when did that happen? Probably a few years after being full-time, I just was like, look, there's a trajectory here for me, but like, there's also this opportunity to, to bring in people. So I got, I man, I got a lot of little brothers and sisters now that like, you know, had different jobs there that I tried to, you know, they all, everyone earned their position, but they earned it. I was like, you know, I had the ability to, or, or the blessing to, um, to, to give credit or give opportunity for what they earned, you know, reward their work with, with responsibility, with job, with, reward their effort, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And yeah. that, you don't get that chance everywhere. And, and so I think that that's what made me stay. I think St. Louis, man, like, let's not pretend this, it's not without its issues, but it's also fertile ground uh, for greatness. It really, it really, really is. People stay here. There's an investment in the community. There's a familiarity because people have been here generationally. We just gotta, we just gotta point that boat in the right direction. Yeah, so when you, um... <clears throat> When you, when you, when you, so what was the position after the marketing director? When did you go to after that? Uh, so I was marketing director for a while and then I became managing director, which is what I, I technically am still, or what's what I am right now. Managing director meant that, uh, means that all the business functions uh, report to my, report to me. So it's like finance, fundraising, marketing, ticket sales, front of house, food and baths, you know, everything that's not the, the purely artistic functions. And that, you know, that, that again is just, it's an education in, in getting, in getting the place and figuring out how to run a machine like this. And it, it was really, really key. You know, I, I joke with people that I was basically on a, on a 22 year old or 22 year uh, job interview and it just paid <laughs> off, you know? And, and that's, that's those old uh, uh, things of like being a journeyman forever, where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, you're going to be a journeyman forever. And then, oh, and now you can be a foreman <laughs> for this, for this organization. Yeah, yeah, it, it's that it's it's definitely that model. But you know, a place like this too, you just gotta. It's big. It's different. We're not like a musical theater, so you know, you've got to kind of learn your way through it. Um, not that I've done every job, but I've done enough of them to 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 understand to understand the concept, you know, and understand how how it works and make it tick. But I think the more even more important thing is again, if you're going to be a cultural institution, I'm from here. This is home. You know, I know who we do reach, and I, I also know who we don't always reach, you know, but I'm, but I'm also comfortable in those spaces where we don't always reach. So I think, you know, we all bring an identity to our job. And I think that we're St. Louis's musical theater. And that means all of St. Louis. So, so in your opinion, so you get into this new position, what do you want to bring to the table that'll be different or expanding the Muni's uh, of scope and even maybe even acts, things like that. What is your kind of vision that you kind of have off the, off the foot? That's a, that's a that's a great question. I mean, I think number one on the list for me is to make sure that our, our audience is representative of the community that we serve, right? Um, and and that's not a that's not a wave a magic wand situation. That means you ask the question of uh, does the art on stage attract? Is it is the art on stage attractive to everyone? Is the art on stage made in a way that feels inclusive? Does the art on stage represent everyone? I think that that you start there. Um, I think that the audience starts to look even more like our, like our community, if more of our community participates in creating what happens. So that means opportunity, right? Uh, you know, we have nine labor unions that we work with that work really hard to make this happen. But in uh, that said, are all those groups drawing from all the zip codes to make sure that um, all of St. Louis or every neighborhood feels an investment in what's going on in that theater? I think the opportunity is also just to step off our own stage. You know, we have a remarkably, fast growing education initiative and an education program. And that brings, that connects young people with art and you know it brings it to their doorstep and gives them opportunity to learn a trade or to learn how to do this or learn how to work in a group. So 
you know, those, those are on the short list. I also think that, you know, th this, this venue and this central location, the park, um, we have not just the stage. People always get stuck on, oh, you don't use the muni more and put concerts on stage. Sure. You know, is that something that happened in the past? Maybe. But there are things you can do in and around the venue to continue. What do you mean? What do you mean? They, they think it's going to become a concert venue now? Well, you know, uh, it used to be. So way back 80s, 90s, yeah. there, were, there were concerts there. And, and you know, there's, there's, there's always a, 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 a undercurrent conversation of, oh, why don't you guys still do concerts? There's, there, there's a million reasons why. Uh, we haven't been in that business for a while, but that's not to say that the the right type of um, events, even not on our stage necessarily, on our satellite stages in our rehearsal areas, it's a beautiful campus, or or in the house itself. There are other things that you can do sometimes in that off season just to keep the the relevance of the institution uh, kind of top of top of mind for people. We have a, a beautiful facility, and you know, I look, I'm biased. I think uh, I'll take Forest Park. Over, uh, over over any other neighborhood, let me put it that way, yeah. because it's centrally located and it's a beautiful thing. So I wanna make sure people are there, you know? So I think that um, attracting people to the venue and making it feel um, like home uh, for a lot of other, for people that aren't there all the time, I think that that's that's helpful too. Uh, but number one is is make sure that we're connected to the community in a way that it feels like it's 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 for everyone at all times. That's the that's that's really it. Has anybody hit you up like, man, please don't have because uh, you, you're a brother and stuff like, don't have a uh, mama don't throw the fish grease on me uh, showing uh, uh, next summer like you know some crazy stuff like, hold on man like oh. we ain't gonna have and then wrong with mama don't don't throw the fish grease on me, but this you know saying that like we it's a balanced venue we just that is a that's a different circuit for mama don't that throw that's a different circuit. That has its place. <laughs> two, two, answers, two answers to that question. I think number one, uh, whatever we put on stage, we're an 11,000 seat theater, right? So we, you got, cost a lot to put something on stage. So I better make sure that what happens in there is also gonna, be, <laughs> gonna bring in. People before me have made this place financially sound and it's my job to leave it as good or better when I walk out. So so number one, uh, that, that, that helps determine that question. But yeah, I mean, Look, man, we're in a world where everyone has an opinion and a platform to give it. Uh, I've I've been humbled and and blessed with the love and, and support, but like everybody ain't happy, man. Like, you know, I'm gonna say, I think you should actually do a fake poster for Mama. Don't mess up the fish grease. Ma Mama, look, you know, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> starring who? Who you want me oh, to put? Oh, oh, <laughs> Mama, don't the fish grease. Uh, starring. Um, <laughs> Uh, DeAndre Bond, if anybody remembers him that plays Stacy in um, uh, The Wood, he would be uh, the, the guy that's got out of uh, jail's uh, mama's uh, son, uh, wayward son, uh, also starring uh, Stacy Dash as the, uh, the bougie daughter, uh, Mama okay. Loretta Devine, uh, okay. uh, the singer, I'm kind of, Countess Vaughn is going to be the daughter that hasn't left the crib. That's just been living with mama. Bro, have you already written this music? No, no, no. This is all off the head. This is all off the head. done. I just don't know about it. No, this is free. This is free for people. If y'all want to cast mama, don't mess up the fish grease. That's, that's your cast. Okay. Okay. All right. Is so, it, no, what is, is one of the is, best shows that have been in was like, man, yo, this one did game busters that you didn't expect. Like, we're like, yo, like, I didn't know people was going to be into this. Wow. That's a great question. Um... In my pet, let's see. Well, we right, we closed the 2018 season with yep. uh, with Meet Me in St. Louis, right? Yeah. That was, and what I loved about me about that production of it is that we cast a a, a very diverse and mixed uh, family, right? And and that show, I loved the show, but I didn't know that people were gonna love it like that. And maybe it was a part of it, the fact that it was a 2018 season, uh, so it was part of that centennial, and, and people mm -hmm. loved it. That one was great. Um, we did a we did. We did the Adams family a few years ago. Uh, surprise hit, you know. People, I guess there's that familiarity. Um, and then let's see, 2012, we did Dream Girls. We did Dream Girls in in, two, in, in 2012. And this is right and after that, the movie came out too, right? Yep, yep, yep. Right around then, and and that was that was so well received. And what I loved about that was that people that maybe don't always come to musical theater, you know, they came and saw, and the production was just good. I've got a you know, I've got to give the hats off and the shout out to our our, our artistic team, man. 
what they put on that stage. You know, they you'll you'll hear them in a meeting like, well, that's impossible. And then you go out there and you see and, <laughs> and you see it come to real life. So, you know, those were great. I'm trying to think of some more. Uh, we did Lay Miz in 2013. I loved that one. Um, what is some that, that you was, were like, man, I wanted to get this one, man, but we couldn't get it. I mean, okay, look, any theater wants to do Hamilton. Is that paycheck for Hamilton, like, saying, like, yo, I'm going to get Puff Daddy for my party? Yeah, I mean, exactly. exactly like, I mean, like, is that equivalent I'm to get, the same thing? Yeah, I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting Puff Daddy, maybe PJ, and now I was going to make a quick cameo. Like, oh, you so know, it's that, that, oh, it's that experience. <laughs> I mean, well, and it's not even about the cost. In truth, um, you simply just can't get the license to produce the show like that yet or maybe ever because the show, uh, it's are still on a, on a tour. It's still on, a, on an incredible- So can you buy that tour to come there? Like saying like, yo, I want the tour to come to the Muni. So the Fox does that. That's what, so we produce, so they Fox got a Fox got it locked out. So y'all couldn't even do it if y'all wanted to because the Fox got it locked out. And we don't present, we produce. So when we when we get a show, we're, we we license a script and a score and we we cast it, we uh, we build this and we do the whole thing as opposed to a show showing up on a, on a truck and a bus and popping okay. into your theater. No knock to what they do. Everybody has a different business model. Ours is uh, uh, also given our scale, you know, our state, we're just bigger than everybody. Like if you if you bring a tour uh, set on our, it's, not, it's just gonna be little, you know, yeah. on, on a 95 foot opening, it's, it's just a bigger, so that, so that one, I think, uh, you know, I would love for us to be able to do Lion King one day, you know, um, still that one's still touring. I think a, a show like a Lion King um, is just perfectly set for a venue like us. Um, you know, I, I, I look forward, I think, you know, I love look forward to being able to do a Color Purple. I saw Color Purple on Broadway two, no, it must be three years ago now. Um, uh, Jennifer Holliday was in it. Cynthia Revo was in it, and, and and that that that's one again one that just I feel like well, there's something different about when you're sitting out at night under like under it, the stars, the yeah. Outside, under the, you know not not to sound cliche about it, but it's just you know it's 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 a peaceful, beautiful night in the park. You know you, you can connect, you can get locked into what's going on on that stage in, in a different way. So. You know, those are some of the ones that, that I hope. What's also exciting is like shows, there's always new stuff in development, man. You know, that's uh, that's really exciting to see. And I, and I think that uh, we're in a more culturally conscious time in history. So more and more of what comes out um, speaks to a more modern existence or, or, or is more modernly relevant. So, you know, there's a bunch that I'm sure I, I can't even think of that will be the right fit for this community at some point. So. I'm excited simply for that for that mix. I'm excited for for um, a next generation of theater. We we are we're blessed with the with the success and stability of having a lot of season ticket holders who are who've been there as parents and maybe now grandparents. But then there's a bunch of us that are mm -hmm. starting to come in and, and we're really trying to diversify what we do. Like date night for us isn't just the bar necessarily. You know, what I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. it's something. It's an experience like this. So uh, I, I'm excited to figure out how to make it. Um, not just a place you go with, you know, there's a guy on our young friends committee that once said the muni shouldn't be about just uh, a place you go with your grandma. It's a place that I want to go that my grandma also goes to. It, mm. you know, and that, that, that's, you know, uh, dude's name, uh, Jeff, Jeff came up with that. And I, I don't want to take his quote cause it was brilliant, but uh, that's the truth. That's what we want to do. So I got a play, a uh, play musical for you that people have slept on and forgot about in time that needs to be brought back. If you've ever heard of it, your arms are too short to box with God. Have you heard? Have you seen that? I've not seen it. I have heard of it. I have not seen it. So that's where, a where good did you one, see man. It's a good one. Where did you see it? I saw it on YouTube, but it was like a, but it was oh, like okay. eighty four. But it's a nineteen eighty four version though, so it's not like updated. It's like so it's okay. somebody's little the lines going through on the video. Oh my, yeah, you gotta hit the, the, the V-hole turn the turn the outside of the of the dial like back yeah, in the and, day. And, and then it got yeah. the commercials in there for when somebody recorded it when it was on like TV and their local, like this the Philly 46. Uh we'll be right back. Oh no. When your okay. arms can't box with God. <laughs> Is your that, arms are too short to box with book, God. A, was that a book originally? It was it's not a play, it was on Broadway in the uh, late 70s, yeah. early 80s. All right, that's look, man. Look, based on that, and uh, Mama don't 
throw the fish grease. Like, no, you're please a don't do. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see uh, you at a press no, conference. No, it's like, your musical. It's your play now. You wrote. This. I don't want to see your... uh, coming. Uh, I knew which uh, which a rollout for the year and then uh, rounding out the year. Mama, don't mess up the fish grease. <laughs> Look, let me say this one. That that won't be in my first season as president because I like I'm gonna have Mario talking about me. So I see we told you. <laughs> yep, there's like I knew I see I knew the fish grease was coming. I knew it. I seen I, that I play. Knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and and I would get it starring Roseanne Barr though on your side, like to flip it. <laughs> <laughs> no man, she can't come. Right, but but remember she tried to sing. Remember when she tried to sing the national anthem? Yeah, bro. <laughs> she can't look, man. You try, how fast are you trying to get me fired? Like I just got, I just got to this job, bro. Like, come on, man. <laughs> man, so this is our last section, man. I call it this, uh, this or that. You just have two choices. You only get, you only get, you got to choose one, and that is it. You can, you, you know, I'm not gonna give you any context with it. You have to choose, Martin okay. or Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Okay. Okay. Is there a reason you you use more more Fresh Prince, more Martin, or? I. I just have more recollection of, yeah, I mean, I watched both, but like, I, maybe it's a slightly generational. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like an easy, you know, you said I had to pick one. Yeah, yeah, you got to pick both. one. It's not, yeah. But uh, I, I go for, I'd probably go for it. All right, Cosby Show or Different World? Oh. Man, uh, I got. I think I gotta go different world. I gotta go different world. Okay. You know, what I mean, I, it, that's that's tough, but you know, I got my. Yeah, I'll go different world. That's a okay. younger generation with all the drama with uh with with, with Mr. Cosby doing man out here, that they yeah. don't understand how dope the Cosby Show was. Bro, the Cos. Uh, I still what it was uh, Hulu, but I was watching the Cosby Show uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. I, so, yeah, but he but, took hustle yeah. on Bill Cosby, two different people. <laughs> Yeah, completely different people, but but different world was just I don't know. It just I it, again a thing that you could connect to a little bit different, a, a little mm -hmm. bit differently. Because sure. it was they had a little bit younger. They would have hip hop acts on there. It was like mm -hmm. it was a younger kind of vibe with it. So no, I, I feel that. All right, These are possible. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next up, this one is uh this is uh Holly Berry or Angela Bassett. Mm. <laughs> Mm. I'm probably oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I'm I'm gonna go Hollywood. You're moving up in the world now. You might be at a, you might, Angela Bassett might want to perform in one of these. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, is she gonna uh, she gonna see this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh man, I, I, it's a it's a coin toss. I guess if I gotta go, if I gotta go with one. Maybe Holly Berry, but I don't. I, I don't want to choose against Angela Bassett. So, bro, this is hard, man. I don't like this game. Is dumb. <laughs> it's, it's, that's why it is. All right, Star Wars or Star Trek? Mm, uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, okay. Now I watched a lot of Star. Myself, but I'm about to tell on myself. My <laughs> sister used to watch a lot of Star Trek, and so the TV would happen to be on. So I probably know more about Star Trek than I want to, but. Star Star Trek kind of felt like the the broke down version of Star Wars, low key. So I kind of got to okay. go. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, you're right. <laughs> but but they but come on, but they had they had a dude from Reading Rainbow with the with Levar the, Burton with, the, with Levar Burton. Burton with the with the visor. I mean, that changed everything. Yo, and, and and what was dope about him is they actually talked about race and him being black a lot on that show. They did. That's a good point. That's a good point. Bro, what do you think about, uh, let's see, LeVar Burton, have you seen that conversation about the next host of Jeopardy? I think it should be him. I don't know why we, we were even having this discussion going around. Yeah, like, yeah. That, he taught us all how to read. He taught us <laughs> words. Literally taught us how to read. Who would be who would be better suited? For, I mean, I mean, read. you're talking about Reading Rainbow started in 84, and it's still running. Is it 84. 84 reading rainbow star i had i would have not thought it was that long but 84 and my daughter still watches rainbow, rainbow the old episode you know it still comes on i think i don't think it got canceled to 2000 and he basically looks the same yeah <laughs> 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 all 
right. Man, family matters. Mm. Or uh, hold on, let me my note here. Hold on, because I, I was trying to get a good one on here on you. Oh, family matters. Or who's the boss? I had to keep oh. it two ABC shows. Yeah, I'm gonna go family matters. Family matters. Yeah, Family Matters used to hit, bro. They, they used to get you with some real stuff. Remember when uh when Eddie got arrested? <laughs> yeah, and, and Carl had, had to go down and get him. Yeah, yeah. I, remember yeah, when Eddie got beat up by the gang and Carl yeah, had to go yeah. to the uh to the <laughs> Eddie Eddie needed to be outside a little less, man. Like hey, Eddie, 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 was, Eddie was Eddie was one of the worst uh like uh 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 sons on a show, I feel like just his like he didn't do anything right. I don't remember him doing anything right. No, I can't remember. Like every so often, Eddie would redeem himself by the close of the show <laughs> of the episode. Was, yeah, but the you episode. know what? The last was, season he became a cop. Yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, <laughs> Family Matters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Family Matters for sure. Who's the boss was fine, but like Family Matters. Family Matters definitely. All right, Cheers or Family Ties. Uh, I have more memory of Cheers, I think. Yeah, I mean, che Cheers used to have some good jokes. I guess I'd go Cheers. i go Cheers. All yeah. right, Miami or Atlanta? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, when I lived in Atlanta, I visited Miami 16 times. I lived in Atlanta <laughs> for a total of six years. So this is, this, uh, that, like, um, are we talking about visiting or living? Whatever way you want to talk about it. Okay. All right. All right. There's no qualifiers here. Um, I would, well, look, I would visit Miami over Atlanta. I would live in Atlanta over Miami. If I lived in Miami, I wouldn't know what, I wouldn't know how to act. Like I just, you know, like I'd be, I'd be, no. So. Yeah. You, you would just be, it'd just be, it'd just be bad for you. Just like you get a cocaine habit and something like that. And it would just go bad. It's crazy, like, man. Like who knows what would be going on out there? Like it, it, I, lo I love Miami, but I think living in it, I just would not be as, much of an adult <laughs> I mean, like that's it it feels like vacation because it always is but but two cities up man two cities I, I, that are both one and one a i love it and i'm a warm weather guy man like i'm trying to be i was just in california a couple of days ago i was like i need to be out here this is where i need to be all right you're casting sister act two for wow. the muni and you have the choice between jennifer hudson and lauren hill to star in it at the muni it's gotta, it's gotta be, it's, it's, it's gotta be Lauren Hill. You just, you sure that she's gonna show up for every night though? Absolutely not. No, so, so you, so you have to have a great understudy. You're saying basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, 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 if that's it, then she has to like live in my spare bedroom so I can see her every day and be like, we're going to work now. Like, <laughs> that's it. We're, now we're going to work. <laughs> So you go, you go on the outside like too. You're gonna get Lauren Hill over Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, man, you got got to. I mean, because they're also gonna talk crazy if you don't. You know, you did Sister Act Two, you didn't get Lauren Hill. I don't really have an answer for that. So if would you would you not do Sister Act Two because you couldn't get Lauren Hill? Like, <laughs> yes, I think I, believe, I think that might be right. I'm like, you know what? Or at least she's got to put it out there that she was unavailable. Right. I'm not going to be the dude. Like, you have to make her put a press release out saying, like, I was unavailable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's got to be it. Man, Sister Act, though, that, I'm sure I watched that when, during during quarantine, and it, I, I rewatched that one a couple of times. That was <laughs> that was great, too, man. So we got two more, man. These, these, are, these, are, these are This is where we get real rough. This, these next ones are triple threat matches. So you now you're up to Andy to three. Come on, man. All right. Okay, I'm ready. Scarface. Godfather are good fellas. Ooh. Good fellas. Okay, okay. You're pretty definitive with that one. Um no, you know, that, that's my fake definitive. That's <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just acting. That, that was the uh pick one because you can't go wrong. I'm gonna go good fellas. I'm gonna go good fellas. All right, this is the last one. This is this is for all, all, all of our listeners that aren't uh, into hood classic movies, you can check out to the check out of the episode now. Boys in the Belly. Hood versus <laughs> New Jack City <laughs> versus Juice. Ooh, ah, uh, I mean, I have an I, 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 New Jack City did it. For, I, I really enjoyed. New Jack. <laughs> I mean, 
you, again, cannot go wrong. But if you're saying I gotta watch one, I'm gonna go New Jack City. I'm gonna go New Jack City. Okay, I got one more since we're on that. Best black hero in a movie. Ever? Yes. So that's a singer. Wow. I'm not giving you any choices now. That's a uh, fill in the blank. Black, best black hero. We talking like superhero or just no, no protagonist. Like a, the hero. Like it could be an action film. It could be where he's out on top at the end. So like one of mine would be uh, Wesley Snipes and Passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I mean, action Jack Carl uh, Withers and Action Jackson. <laughs> Okay, wow. This I mean, it's not that it's gonna be action. I would say not that it's gonna be action because I'm just saying it's gotta be a hero, like where he's at the end, like you know, holding a girl walking away from the burning building type thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, okay, so Will Smith had a few good hero roles, yep, for sure. Uh, I don't even know how to rank any of those. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't know if it uh, Denzel and John Q, you know, that one that's, had, that's that a hero, got, yeah, definitely John Q. Um, I actually just went on a Denzel kick. I watched uh, John Q. You remember how he had those two back-to-back -back train movies? Uh, yeah, Unstoppable. Uh, like the take, Unstoppable, and then the taking of uh, Pelham One, Two, Three. You know? Yeah, he was look. He he was he was about that action in both yeah. of them. So I, I, I could go with. Them. Now, have um, you really dig into Denzel? Have you watched his very first movie? What what? Altered Carbon. It's a comedy. No, really not. Yo, when you're talking about Denzel's come a long way. So it's all totally stereotypical. Like, so it's a black kid that's from the hood, quote unquote uh -huh. hood, that finds out his father is this rich white guy. So he moves in with him. So you know how that was in the 80s. All those shows. So we're talking about like a different strokes vibe. Uh -huh. after, but it, but he's a hippity hop kid. He's got on a track suit. Oh, it's uh -huh. me, Pops. You know, oh, no. yeah, side, cap to the side, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's talking yeah. job, you know, like, oh, come on now, pops. <laughs> Nobody oh, wait, wait, ever talks about I gotta movie. watch this. Where's it called? Altered Carbon. Altered. Okay, I'm writing that one down. Our Carbon Identity is one of them, like that. But this, this is the first one on Wikipedia. It, you, you can go right in there. Look, okay. the trailer's on YouTube, and that alone, I was like, I gotta watch this. I I paid the five dollars. On uh on Amazon to see this, I had to okay. See that. That's on the list. That's I okay. had to I'm see a, that. I'm uh and and everyone in Black Panther, also everyone. Yeah, that, those are the those are the best. I'm trying to think of this anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I go with those. Yeah, I, I definitely went on that that down that Denzel rabbit hole. John, but John Q was one that that for sure. Um, Have you watched Devil with a Blue Dress? Mm -mm. Oh, that one is good, name. man. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the most underrated Denzel movie to me. All right, that's because that. and that's all Don Cheadle's coming out party too. Okay, so it's him and Don Cheadle basically is like a detective. So it's um I forgot the author's name, but he has a series of books about Easy uh Easy Stewart, I believe his name is, and it's like a black detective story. So think about all the like 60s, 70s, like yeah. 40s, and that and it's based in the 40s. So it's all oh, okay. like. You know, like, oh, uh, she came into the office and I I got to solve this case. Sure, you just gave me two movies. I guess I know what I'm doing. And Don Cheadle is his sidekick from Houston that just comes in town and is crazy. That one Blue Dress. All right, those are- That one Blue Dress. So they're, they're making a series about it now. They're, they're, uh, Cause he has so many books. He wrote uh -huh. uh, some of Snowfall too. Okay, 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 okay. Um, So he they're, so they're doing a series on it. Cause there's so many, he's like 15 books on this one character. So it's oh. like a series of, so it's like a Tom Clancy black, a black detective Tom yeah. Clancy stuff, but in based in South Central in the forties. In the forties? The forties to the sixties, because it, it spans oh. all the way to the sixties. Oh, this has got to be a long series. All right, man. This yeah, it's, it's good. The books are pretty good too. I'm, I, I'm just losing my mind with it now, the, uh, but it's easy, right? I, I read a lot of them in college, but Devil right. in Blue Dress is another one. Denzel is a, is a good dude, man. And the movie did not make any money, but it's considered one of best, Denzel's best movies. Yeah. Didn't make a lot of money. Cisco and Ibra gave it both a thumbs up, like the whole nine. On the, uh, the devil in the blue dress? Yeah, uh, not Alter Carbon. Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. no. Okay, Alter yeah, Carbon's yeah, like, yeah. A, like a one star. It's like Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Got it's it. gotta be a t and if it's high on there, I've never looked. It's got to because it's so funny, not trying to be funny, but it wants to be funny. If that okay. makes sense. It's yeah. supposed to be a comedy, but the jokes aren't hidden for what they want, but it's funny to see Denzel the, the, try the to attack. do a comedy. Got it. Got it. 
I'm going to watch those. That I, that reminded me. I know we've been missing each other. We, I, I know you get on. You play a little bit of this FIFA. I know you. Yeah, 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 man. I'd be, be out here practicing on y'all cats, man. I had to catch up because I was playing. Uh, my boy Keith Robinson. Uh, uh-huh. he works for NBA TV. You know Keith? Yeah, I know who. I don't know him. I know who you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. He he works for NBA TV. Shout out to him, man. He came on the show as well, and he was just killing me, man. I was like, yo, I got to get my game up. Every time you think you're good, you play somebody else. You're like, okay, so I'm just good for the guys that come to my. Yes, I'm not even necessarily good at that. Think about this though, Kofi, on a deeper level. Think about how dope you thought you were in a neighborhood, and he's like, <laughs> but now with the internet, you find uh-huh. out you can find out that you're not that good at anything. Like all these games, you, you thought you would do that. Always, there's always some people ranked a thousand levels ahead of you. Like, but I was wondering, like, what do you do all day? Like, how did you get this good at that? They make it a job. They have leagues for this stuff That's where you're true. getting paid. Like, there is, like, leagues for all this stuff. Now, people are going to college because of East Gaming. Bro, that, that, uh, that, that's one of those things I'm like, no one, no one told me about that. You know? They're going <laughs> to hit the Muni up about doing it. They're going to be like, can we have the E-Gaming championships at the Muni Bro, on the big uh, stage? Well, you, and they'll can, sell out. That, that, that's, remember I was talking about things on my list that are better ideas. I mean, we're kind of the perfect setup for it. We got a couple of LED screens. Yep, I've, I've thought I'm, a lot about look, that one. They will hit you and they will sell that bad boy out for Call of Duty champion, Midwest championships. Well, I've got a couple buddies that get on Call of Duty. I'm like, how are you this good? You know who's nice on all these games is, uh, is Jeremy. Jeremy, go get, really? get, on, get on this. Yeah, well, get on the sticks with Jeremy one time. See what, see what happens. He plays FIFA too? Yeah, all of it. If if it involves the thumbs, he's he's good with oh, it. I'm about to hit him. I'm about to text Jeremy him will show up at your house with his own controller. Okay, he was with his own. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Well, Quofi, man, thank you for coming on. Mike checking, man. Let everybody know where can each up social media wise and and what's coming up with the Muni and find out what what's going on with with the Muni. Man, you know you can. I'm Kofi C everywhere, but uh, on all the social medias that I'm supposed to be on or not supposed <laughs> to be on. But you know, like look, look, we're hoping to have our season this summer. We're working with the city, um, Tashara, Doctor Doctor Eccles. I'm sorry, Mayor Jones and Doctor Eccles. Yes, they have been, uh, they have been <clears throat> fantastic in trying to work with us to figure it out. So we're gonna see. You know, um, even with some social distancing and whatnot, it's a first step back. Um, and I, looks you know, like Mama with the fish grease may be happening because it have that fish grease. A small, a small black box show on the side, but uh, <laughs> do something working. But, I'm showing you know, up. It, it, it's gonna be me and three other people that thought it was gonna be a Tyler Perry play. Yeah, it's you, you and your family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I, I'm just, I'm excited for the job. I'm excited to, to hopefully make this. You know, I think uh, we don't always all think theater is for us, uh, but it, but I think what we have going at the Muni is, is more than that. It's an experience. It's a part of St. Louis, a part of the culture. Uh, I'm excited to get to steward that a little bit forward. And, and like, I, I for real invite people, like, come check it out. You know, even if you think, you know, we've been inside for a minute. We've been we've we've been on lockdown for a minute, and and take these opportunities to to push the edges of what you think is the norm or what you. I think. tell people I'm going to see Disney on ice. I'm going to see anything that if it's an outdoor show or anything a show, I'm you may see me there. Bluegrass show. You might catch me at a country. You whatever. might catch me at a country music concert. That's what I'm saying. I mean, okay, maybe not. But so, yeah. not, but so <laughs> name some people like before we get out of here. Name some people that have performed there because it's not just um you know uh the people that may not know they're all kind of great artists that are nationally known locally known so give some people names that have been been there at the music. i mean uh, let's so let's go way back in the day you had uh pearl bailey cab calloway you had john travolta morgan freeman most recently heather headley's been a few times uh michelle williams been a few times demetria mckinney uh jennifer holiday uh Cor- what did demetria mckinney can, uh, come for demetria was in dream girls and then she was just in the Wiz. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of big names of like you know, Ken Page is, is a huge name in musical theater and he started started out here, got his equity card here before he went to Broadway. So there have been a there have been a lot of folks, man. This is this has been a place where careers have started on both, you know, for people on stage and for those of us that don't ever get get on the stage. And and uh, you know, I I think that you know, don't always base on the title. Come out and see what the show is about. You know, I was, you know, we did a, we did a version of Cinderella in 2018, and our uh, our Cinderella was a, was a young black woman. Um, and and it, and it's important for young people to see that it doesn't 
you can be the star of The Wiz. You can be the star of Porgy and Bess, but you can also be the star of Cinderella. You can also be the star of The Little Mermaid or whatever or whatever it is. And so, you know, that's that's an, that's something that I think that we do well that I'm, that I'm proud of is to show that it doesn't matter who you are. You can you you can your name can be in those lights as well. So, you know, I, I, I invite your listeners and your viewers to come 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 see us. Make sure you don't like check if you don't like some before you decide that you don't. That's what yeah. I would say. And when Mama with the fish grease comes to the Muni, starring you, oh, you were in it, right? Right now, look, everybody, I'm gonna do a, I'm doing a full thing for the whole network. I'm bringing out everybody on the network. We gonna get the the 20 seats that are available for this show. I will buy all 20. Brother, if you get Mama, don't throw the fish grease to stage. Uh, you know, but you name you name your price, my friend. You you want me saying this now? And be like, man, he really got this Mama with the fish grease. It is touring nationwide. Well, if if whenever this thing airs, I promise. If somebody calls me with a Mama, don't I'm calling you. I'm giving them your I'm giving them your home phone number, brother. That's what I'm gonna do. Hey, somebody's gonna be like, man. So I don't have Mama with the fish grease. I got Mama. Don't come home. See, it's a little bit different take on what. No, we don't want that. We don't do new works. We don't want that. <laughs> well, thank you, Quofi, man. This has been dope, man. I appreciate, I appreciate time, it, man. I appreciate it, man. This is a good time. Uh, you know, I look forward. Let's connect. We'll catch up off screen. Off yeah, camera. definitely. Definitely. <laughs>